anyone tell me, maybe one of the kids in the audience, why everyone is so colorful today? <laughs> What's going on this week? What's Monday? Halloween. Yes, there's an answer over here. It's Halloween, says the faceless scary person on the right. And what do we do on Halloween? Trick-or-treating. Is there another answer on the right? All right. <laughs> So we dress up. We occasionally scare people. We get candy. This was the day all through my childhood because I'm allergic to peanuts that my parents stole candy from me. <laughs> I've almost forgiven them. <laughs> but Halloween is not the only holiday this weekend. Does anybody know any of the other holidays that we're celebrating right now? Samhain, All Souls, Day of the Dead. There are many holidays in late October. And they're all related. What do they have in common? They're, they're all holidays about remembering in different ways. Even Halloween, I think, is about remembering because it is a holiday that, that forms me memories like no other. We remember 30 years later what we dressed up as for Halloween when we were five. I was a green dinosaur. There was a tail. <laughs> we remember what our kids dressed up as. We remember making the costumes, buying the costumes, taking pictures. You know, for me, the, the key part of each of these holidays is that they remind us that we are not alone. We are, each of us, just one link in a chain that stretches back for hundreds of years, maybe millions of years, if you count it back to that green dinosaur. There's a saying that I come back to often. Remember, you are the result of the love of thousands. You are the result of the love of thousands, thousands of people, hundreds of generations, each with their own lives, their own stories, have brought you here, have brought me here, have brought all of us here, our stories, our loves, our lives, they will go on in the next generation. A few years ago, my grandfather died. It was, about, it was about this time of year. And he left to my dad a large wooden chest full of family papers. Now, most of us have family stories that we tell over and over. I have told the story of my grandfather coming back from the war and going on a blind date and then being married to Maxine Finkbeiner for 50 years many, many times. But there were other stories in that chest. Uh, apparently, about 150 years ago, 
a young man in a small town in Michigan started to court a uh, young lady. This is not surprising, normal story so far. But the young woman lived several towns over, a four-hour horseback ride from this young man. And over the course of several years, he would ride back and forth every Saturday until eventually they got married. Those were my great, 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 many times over grandparents. We are, each of us, the result of thousands of stories like that, whether we know them or not. Of course, the, the stories about our ancestors can be complicated. I don't want to make light of, of that. For every story of love and affection, there are stories of anger, alienation, misunderstanding. Those can deeply affect us as well. There are families and institutions still haunted now over conflict that happened generations ago. Nobody from those conflicts is still here, but the conflicts play out over generations. That is a part of life as well, a part of the tapestry that these holidays this weekend honor. It's important to me that one of the first names of this church, of this institution, was All Souls, All Souls Unitarian Church of Lincoln. All Souls, for a time, was a really popular name for Unitarian and Universalist churches. There's an All Souls in New York. There's an All Souls in Washington, D.C. There's an All Souls down the road in Kansas City. It's a nod to our Universalist roots, but it, it also says something really interesting about what we hold up in these places. Because it's not about an individual, it's not St. Mark's. It's not about an idea, it's not Trinity or grace. St. Martin in the field, whatever that is. <laughs> Nor does it recognize some, some subset of the devout, all saints. All souls recognizes all that have come before in all their, their complicated history and commits the church to support all who are here now and all who will come after. It's an intergenerational name. It's a universalist name. So on this day, on this weekend, we remember all those who have loved us, all those whom we have loved, all those who we perhaps do not love or did not love, but nevertheless remember. How might we mark this day? I throw rocks into ponds. This is pond weather I think of. Late fall, the air is crisp. It's a good time to walk in the woods, look at water. The air has a bit of a bite to it. I haven't really found ponds in Nebraska yet. <laughs> I assume they're here. <laughs> No glacier. I will say briefly that Stacy and I were driving through Nebraska the other day, and we, we drove through Grand Island. 
What is it an island of? <laughs> it's the center, but of, of planes. <laughs> It's a sandbar, okay. That's not obvious from a map anymore. <laughs> there are farm pods, all right. So, so there is water. But I usually, I skip stones across water. And here's the thing about when you skip stones. The stone disappears under the water pretty fast. You don't see it for very long. But the ripples from the stone can cover an entire pond and go back and forth for minutes on a still day. One two-inch piece of rock can change the nature of a 50-foot wide pond. And I think it's the same with people. So we're going to take a moment here. And I invite you into a time of meditation and remembering. The choir is going to sing a song, remembering all who have come before us. And then, not, not quite yet, <laughs> and then I invite you to come forward as you are moved and take a stone from this pile over here. A little small to skip. <laughs> but feel the stone, feel the, the contours of its surface, the story that it must have had to get from under the earth to a quarry, to an art supply store, <laughs> to here, each stone has a story. And then I'd invite you to drop it into the water. As the water here ripples, I invite you to, to come to the microphone and tell us the name of someone you are remembering today, as well as one or two words, one or two words, about how they have affected your life. One important note before we begin. Sometimes we are not yet ready to speak in public about those who have died. And that's okay. Sometimes grief is, is too near. I would not have talked about my grandfather a year ago. Sometimes there are hurts we are still feeling deeply, personally. And sometimes there are feelings that don't lend themselves particularly well to words. So it is acceptable and good in this ritual to just place a stone in the water and leave the speaking for another time. And as always, this week and all weeks, my door is open if you want to talk. My contact information is on your order of service, or you can just call the church or stop by. So as we enter into this time of remembrance, we'll invite the choir forward and we will begin. <laughs> 